Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 12 of the World of Sports podcast hosted by Diego Sandoval. I am your host Diego Sandoval and today we will be discussing the NLCS and ALCS in the MLB playoffs. I will be giving some of my week 6 predictions for the NFL season and I will be revealing my way too early 2020-2021 NBA power rankings. Uh, as always, if you would like to follow this podcast on Twitter and Instagram, be sure to check out at TWOS Podcast. That's at TWOS Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, we'll start out uh, with some news from around the week. Obviously, the biggest news of the week is that the Los Angeles Lakers have won the NBA Finals. Uh, huge congratulations to the Lakers. They did it in six games, as I predicted. Um, but yeah, uh, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, we'll stay in the NBA uh, for the beginning of this news. Uh, Anthony Davis of the Lakers plans to re-sign with the team. I think most people kind of saw this coming after the season that they had together. Uh, so Anthony Davis will be a Laker for the next years to come. Uh, Daryl Morey is stepping down as the general manager of the Houston Rockets. He's been their GM for a while now. Um, should be interesting to see how the team kind of moves forward without him. If they go out and try to make some moves or if they... You know, kind of try to rebuild. Uh, we'll see about that. And then the last piece of news from the NBA is that the after uh, parting ways with Doc Rivers, the Los Angeles Clippers are hiring Tyron Lue as their head coach for five years. Um, he was an assistant coach with them this season and uh, seemed like the fit worked. So, yeah, they're going with Ty Lue as their head coach. Uh, moving on to the NFL news, uh, Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Kansas City Chiefs after being released by the New York Jets. Uh, that makes the Chiefs offense a very scary. It was already scary to begin with. Adding a player like Le'Veon Bell, who in my opinion still has some left in the tank, uh, is really going to put them above most offenses in the NFL. Uh, staying in the running back conversation, uh, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook won't play this week with a groin injury. Uh, he injured it last last week, and uh, they feel that after this week and their bye week next week, he should be able to come back. A uh, couple defensive players out for the season. Cardinals defensive end Chandler Jones is out for the season with a bicep injury, and Panthers defensive tackle Kawan Short is out for the season with a shoulder injury. Also out for the season is Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott with an ankle injury. Uh, you probably saw it. It was a gruesome injury last Sunday. Um, his ankle was kind of going in the wrong, wrong direction. Didn't look good. So, uh, But he has had successful surgery, and he is feeling good. So good for Dak. Um, also in the quarterback conversation, Cam Newton has been active, activated off the COVID-19 list. He missed last last week with uh, the coronavirus, but uh, looks like he's back on track to start this week. Also back on track to start this week is Broncos quarterback Drew Locke, who has been sidelined for a couple weeks with a shoulder injury. So that's good news for Denver. Uh, last piece of news in the NFL is that there will be no Pro Bowl this year. Kind of expected, you know, with the whole pandemic going on. Um, and the 2021 Pro Bowl, so after next season, will be held in Las Vegas. Um, in that new Raiders stadium. So, there's the Pro Bowl news. That's it for the NFL news. Just one piece of MLB news. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr. and the San Diego Padres are eyeing an extension together. Uh, discussions haven't really started, but both sides mutually um, 
want to pursue a deal together. So, Padres are trying to lock up Tatis long-term. I think that would be a great idea. He's one of the bright young stars in this league. All right, moving on to my uh, NLCS and ALCS breakdown. Uh, everything that I will say is as of the morning of Friday, October 16th. Um, we'll start in the NLCS. Uh, as I said, as of right now, the Braves are up 3-1 in the series, and based on what I've seen, they've just absolutely dominated games 1, 2, and 4. Uh, game 3 was a crazy one. Um, L.A., the Dodgers scored 11 runs in the first inning. Um, they won 15-3 to in that game. But besides that game, the Dodgers' offense just has not been performing like they have all year long. And that's part of the reason why I actually picked the Dodgers to win the World Series this year was because they're hitting, which is so phenomenal all season. But we're just not seeing it, and that's a huge credit to the Braves pitching staff. Um, their pitching has done so well all playoff postseason long, and it's just it's led by rookies, you know, young arms who don't have much playoff experience. So it's crazy to see. Um, but yeah, huge credit goes to the Braves pitching staff. But the Dodgers really just haven't had that timely hitting and they just haven't performed on the offensive side of the ball like I thought they would. Um, however, you know, even though they're down 3-1, I still think that there's a chance that L.A. can win this series. We saw their offense perform like they did in Game 2, or Game 3, excuse me. You know, 15 runs, like that's a lot of runs for a baseball game. Um, and I still think that there's a possibility they can win. However, the Braves look really tough to beat right now especially with their pitching and their momentum on offense. Their offense has, has hit the Dodgers pitching pretty well. So as of right now, it looks like it's all Braves, but don't count on, don't sleep on the Dodgers. That team can turn around just like that. And I'm hoping for a good series. Everyone wants a good series. But, you know, the Braves have kind of dominated to this point. <clears throat> All right, moving on to the ALCS. Uh, as of right now, the Rays are up three to two in the series. They were up three three to zero, and uh, the Astros have come back and won two straight. Um, so it looks like it's going to come down to the wire, in my opinion. Um, for the Rays, uh, Randy Arozarena is looking like an upcoming superstar in this league. Um, he's a rookie. Uh, this is in this postseason alone. He is he is hit 417, 417 batting average, six home runs, eight RBIs, and a 1.357 OPS. Those numbers are out of this world, and he has just been raking every single game. Um, and I think he's been the X factor for the Rays. No one really expected him to burst onto the scene like this. He's their leadoff guy, and we all know how important leadoff guys are to a baseball team. They kind of set the table for the rest of the roster. Um... But yeah, Randy Arozarena has just been phenomenal for the Rays. Um, you know, talking about the whole series as a whole, it's been very close. Um, even though the Rays did go up 3-0 in the series, there's been three one-run games, and the highest run differential was a Rays 5-2 win in Game Three, and that just shows how highly competitive and well matched these two teams are. Like, yes, the Rays had the early advantage, but you know, the wins were only by one to three runs. So it's not like the Astros are being dominated. And also in this series, I think that a comeback is possible um, because of how close each of those games has been, as I talked about. Um, I'm looking forward to these next few games, see kind of which pitching prevails and if the, uh, certain teams hitting can get on a roll. 
Um, but I think that the Rays are going to be able to close the series just because I think their pitching looks better moving forward. Um, but again, it's gonna. I think it's going to be a great series. It's going to come down to the wire. Um, so that's what I got on the uh, MLB playoffs uh, in the past week. Just kind of you know reviewing what I think is going to happen going forward. So now let's go to my NFL Week 6 predictions. And uh, I think I'm going to start this as kind of a weekly thing. I'm going to give predictions for the coming week. And every week I will review the picks from last week. Uh, so last week, uh, I do four picks a week. I know, kind of a weird number, but I do four. Um, I got two out of four. So uh, my first prediction was that the Raiders will upset the Chiefs in an AFC West battle. I also said that it was going to be a shootout. Uh, you can fact check me on episode 11 and i was correct the raiders beat the chiefs 40 to 32 so there's the shootout i predicted and there's the raiders win i predicted um i also predicted that the texans would get their first win of the season after firing bill o'brien and they did they look like a kind of rejuvenated team in my opinion uh they beat the jaguars and uh yeah texans got their first one of the season now the two that i got wrong uh kind of bold i said russell wilson would throw for five touchdowns this week he didn't. Uh, I think he threw for three. Uh, still got the team win, but um, yeah, I was wrong on that one. And then my last prediction was that the Rams defense will pitch a shutout, so allow zero points against the Washington football team. And that did not happen. Um, I actually think the Washington football team put up a decent amount of points on the Giants. So those were my predictions from last week. Let's get into mine for this coming week. All right, my first prediction is that the Atlanta Falcons will get their first win of the season. Yes, they are 0-5. Um, against, they play the Minnesota Vikings this week. And um, the reason I think this is, you know, the Vikings defense has been so terrible all season long. And um, I think Atlanta is going to be able to bounce back after a tough offensive week last week. Um, I don't see Matt Ryan, uh, you know, an offense like that with that much talent. Uh, I don't see them having back-to-back dud weeks. And, I mean... We're still kind of up in the air about Julio Jones' uh, injury status this week, but he, him being back would be huge, and I think that would almost guarantee a win for them. In my opinion, I think Julio Jones adds such another such a huge aspect to that offense that you know um, they kind of need him in order for that offense to be fully complete. Um, but yeah, uh, I've got the Falcons beating the Vikings in Week Six. All right, uh, moving on to the Giants-Washington football team game. In this game, my prediction is that there will be five total turnovers. So each team, the Washington football team and the Giants, will combine for five turnovers. Um, this is kind of an ugly matchup, in my opinion. Um, Daniel Jones has been a turnover machine this year. You know, he throws a lot of picks. He also fumbles the ball a lot. So I could see two to three turnovers from their side, but then I could also see two to three turnovers on the Washington football team side. So that's why my prediction is five turnovers. You know, Daniel Jones, like I said, turnover machine. But then the Washington football team offense has been in shambles, and I don't think Kyle Allen is a viable quarterback that's going to be able to lead them to many wins, let alone many points. So that's why my prediction will be five turnovers total in the Giants-Washington football team game this Sunday. Uh, moving on to my third prediction uh, is that the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game is going to be the highest scoring game of the season. As of right now, I just mentioned that the Raiders-Chiefs game last week uh, was the highest scoring game of the season. They combined for 72 points, but I do think that this game will beat out that. Um, 
so far this season, the Packers have had the high have been the highest scoring team. Aaron Rodgers has looked back to his MVP caliber self after kind of a down year. Um, but yeah, that Packers offense has been explosive all season. Aaron Jones has just been scoring touchdowns left and right. And then you know the Buccaneers are an offense capable of putting up forty points. Um, they have so much talent, you know, surrounded by Tom Brady, um, that I think that these two teams are going to get into a shootout this week, and they could potentially put up forty points each. Um, but yeah, my prediction is that they will be the highest scoring game of the season, and in order to do that, they will need to score more than seventy-two combined points. And my uh, fourth and final prediction is that Cam Newton uh, will score four four total touchdowns in his return to action uh, after being placed on the COVID-19 watch list um, against the Denver Broncos. Uh, We've seen this season the Denver Broncos' pass defense uh, has not been very good, and I think he's going to be able to exploit that, get two to three passing touchdowns. Um, But then I also think that Cam will be able to get one to two rushing touchdowns this week. So I think that... You know, the combination with his rushing rushing talent and um, his ability to pass, I think that Cam Newton will have four total touchdowns in his return. So, those are my predictions. We'll just go through them again. Um, Falcons get their first one of the season against the Vikings. Um, there will be five total turnovers in the Giants-Washington football team game. Um, and then there will be the Packers versus the Buccaneers game is going to be the highest game of the highest scoring game of the season. Excuse me. And Cam Newton will score four total touchdowns this week. That's all I got for my predictions. Um, Moving on to the next segment is my 2020-2021 way-too-early NBA power rankings. Um, Yes, I'm aware that the season doesn't start for many months. But, you know, it feels like, you know, the NBA is fresh on all of our minds. Might as well get into my early, early power rankings. Uh, We'll start at number one. I've got the Los Angeles Lakers. And in my opinion... Whoever wins the NBA the NBA title should be considered the best team heading into next season, regardless of whatever. You know, unless you know one team assembles a crazy super team, the Los Angeles Lakers are the best team in the NBA, and that can't be debated. They won the NBA Finals. They're defending champs. Um, we see LeBron and Anthony Davis returning. Uh, as I said, Anthony Davis planning on resigning with the Lakers. No surprise to anybody. Um, you know, they had a great season together, and it feels like that duo is just so deadly. They look like they're the best in the league, especially with the way LeBron is still playing at such a high level. He's going into year 18, I believe, which is insane. Um, and Anthony Davis, I think, is a future MVP in this league. He could get it next year. Um, but, yeah, that team is just so set up to win. And, honestly, they could still try to go out and make a move this offseason. You know, they, have, they might be able to have some cap space to sign some mid-level players, just like role players, to surround these two superstars. Um, But I still think they're the number one, even if they just bring back everyone from the last season, you know. You can't say that they're not the number one team in the NBA after they just won the NBA Finals. That's my take on it. That's why I have the Los Angeles Lakers as the number one team going into next season. Moving on to number two, I've got the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Yes, they didn't do well in the playoffs in the bubble as a whole but you've got to remember they have the back-to-back MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo he is top two probably player in the NBA um he's just so good and you can't 
say a team that doesn't have him surrounded by the te- the players that are surround that he's surrounded by another all star in Chris Middleton and some great role players. You can't say that they're not a top team in the league. And also, uh, they were the best team in the NBA before the bubble. Something about the bubble got to the Bucks and they just weren't able to perform. But before the bubble in the regular NBA season, they were such a good team. They seemed unbeatable. They were just so good. So, based on that success and the fact that you know. They're probably bringing back Giannis. Um, I think they're, they're going to be the number two team heading into next season. Uh, number three, I've got the Miami Heat. Um, obviously, they lost in the finals to the Lakers. Nobody expected them to make the finals. And I mean, probably, not nobody, but very few people, you know, professionals, anybody really expected them to make it to where they made it. Um and I think this team is still has room to develop. They're very young. You know, they got Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. You know, these guys, can't, Bam Adebayo, they can still develop. And they're still so young that that team is only going to get better. And it seems like Jimmy Butler is a great player to lead this team. Um, and I think this season they just proved to everyone that they are a real force to be reckoned with in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA as a whole. So... Heat were dangerous this season, and I think that they're going to be dangerous next season. So that got them at my number three in the power rankings. Uh, moving on to number four, I've got the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, Doc Rivers leaving this team could impact the team both positively or negatively. We really can't tell yet. We're going to have to wait till they start playing games again. Um, but, I mean, yes, they choked in the second round. They blew a 3-1 lead, right? But you still have to acknowledge that they have a top player and an MVP candidate in Kawhi Leonard. And they have a lot of solid pieces around him. You know, Montrezl Harrell, Patrick Beverly, um, Lou Williams. All those guys are really good NBA players. And you just can't kind of disregard them just because they blew a lead in the last uh, playoffs. So I think the Clippers are still a very talented team. And that's why I have them at my number four in the power rankings. Uh, moving on to the Denver Nuggets. My number five spot is the Denver Nuggets. Um, I think we saw Jamal Murray this this playoffs kind of blossom into a superstar. And I obviously, Nikola Jokic is a solidified superstar in this league. But, you know, that outbreak of Jamal Murray and his just amazing play in the playoffs, I think that is going to carry over into the regular season next season. And I think, you know, with him rising up to that level I think that might be what the Nuggets needed you know to make that final push yes they probably need to go out and get a couple pieces here and there but if Michael Porter Jr. can you know develop he can be their starting small forward um and you know if Michael Porter Jr. develops like we think he can and we know he can um that three-headed beast of Murray Porter and Jokic could be dangerous and um but even if Porter doesn't live up to all of our expectations, Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, as two of the best players in the NBA, I think that the Nuggets are going to be a great team in the West this year. And they're going to turn a lot of heads with their record, in my opinion. Uh, next up, I believe this is number six in my power rankings, is the Dallas Mavericks. Um, Luka Doncic is coming off a breakout season, and I think that he's going to be the MVP next season. Um, that's my very, very early prediction. Uh but yeah, Luca coming off a great season. I think he's got something to prove. You know, um, that team really, you know, did all they could in the bubble. Um, 
They were kind of screwed in the Clippers series. They made it close, but, you know, there were injuries. There were some bad technical foul calls, in my opinion. But, yeah, I think the Mavericks, you know, with the Luke, Luka to Porzingis, I think Porzingis has proved to, that he's one of the better big men in the NBA, especially in the bubble. You know, he played very well. Um, and, like, people don't really realize he's averaging 20 to 25 and 10 rebounds. Like, that's really good. Um, so I think that Luka Porzingis duo is going to lead the Mavericks to a very good season next year. Coming in at number seven, um, the Golden State Warriors. Now, the Warriors are very interesting next season. Uh, obviously, this year they didn't have Klay Thompson the entire year, and they only had Steph Curry for a couple games. Um, and I think that them two back automatically puts them into a playoff spot. Those are two of the best shooters of all time. I think Steph Curry is the best shooter of all time. Klay Thompson is in the top three, top five. Um but, you know, also, the reason why I don't have them higher is that Steph and Clay still need to prove that, that they can return to their old selves after injury. I don't doubt that they can, but we just haven't seen any, you know, evidence to prove that they can. So we're going to have to wait till games start being played again, and then we'll see whether or not they can bounce back. And then also with the Warriors, they're in a very interesting spot. With They have the, I believe it's number two or three pick, but they have a top pick in this draft, and... I think they're really set up to win, to succeed next season. You know, with that pick, they could either go out and draft, you know, a James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards, something like that to kind of build around Clay and Steph, or they could trade it and get very, very good assets that'll perform next season. You know, a lot of teams will give up a lot for a top three, top five pick. So um, that's definitely something I'm keeping an eye on. Something you should keep your eye on is what the Warriors choose to do with that top pick in next year's draft or in this year's draft coming up draft. Um, okay. That's my seventh, I believe. Yes. Um, uh, my eighth spot in power rankings is the Boston Celtics. Uh, they lost in the Eastern conference finals to the heat this year. Um, you know, still a young team. I believe in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown as two, players who can lead a team into the championship um and then you know Kemba Walker great piece surrounding them you know Gordon Hayward wasn't healthy uh during the bubble that was kind of hard to see but I think with all their pieces together they've definitely got the talent to win um they just need to figure it out from a team perspective how are they gonna you know build this team in the years forward to kind of bring the Celtics back to the top of the NBA um and like I said, they've got the talent to win the championship, in my opinion. Um, they're just going to need to, you know, maybe move some pieces, maybe, you know, fix a rotation here and there. And I believe in Brad Stevens. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NBA. And um, so, yeah, I think the Celtics will be a, a good team next year. <clears throat> Moving on to number nine in my power rankings are the Toronto Raptors. Um, you know, people seem to always forget that they won the championship two years ago. And I think it's because they did it with Kawhi Leonard. But this team is still a very good team without Kawhi Leonard. Um, they're a very well-built team, and I think that they are built to have success in the years coming forward. You know, Siakam, I think, may even still have some room to grow as a player. And then, obviously, Kyle Lowry, I think he is one of the most underappreciated players in the NBA. He is, he's a very good point guard. Um, he scores, you know, he can pass, he's a playmaker. Um and then, you know, you've got the guys surrounding them. OG Ananobi kind of made a name for himself this last um, playoffs. Um, Fred Van Vliet is a great shooter. 
um, whether he comes off the bench or he starts for them. Um, and, you know, that that's such a great, well-built team, but I do think that in order for them to win another NBA Finals, I think they may need to go out and get a few pieces, um, whether that be one big piece, like one big superstar player like they did with Kawhi, or it could be just a couple of role players here and there that will be able to plug in and do their jobs, and that could be enough to get the job done. Uh, so we'll see what the Raptors do this offseason. Should be interesting. And the last spot on my top 10 power rankings is the Brooklyn Nets. I think that the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the most interesting storyline going into next season. Um, Kyrie and Kevin Durant, you know, together on the same team is sh- going to be very, very interesting. And in my opinion, it could be really, really good, but it could also be very, very bad. Um, we've seen in the history, Kyrie goes to teams and it just doesn't work out. So, um, and but then Kevin Durant obviously is one of the best scorers of all time, in my opinion. And any team that he goes on is going to be a successful team, I think, automatically. Just because it's Kevin Durant, his impact is felt everywhere. But with Kyrie, that could cause some unbalance on the team. And I think it's going to be something to definitely watch out for is to see how those two kind of build chemistry together and how they, you know, choose to go through one another in the offense. Like, will Kevin Durant bring the ball up? Will Kyrie bring the ball up? Who's going to be the main scorer? Um, But, yeah, they're going to have to prove themselves, uh, bottom line. But, you know, the reason why I have them as number 10 is not because KD and Kyrie. Um, Obviously, they're there because of that, but – they have a good enough team around them. You know, they've got great role players, Jared Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, you know, guys like that. Um, These guys around them are going to be enough, I think, to maybe vault them into a playoff spot. Um, You know, Karis LeVert also is one of the names that I was forgetting off the top of my head. But I think Katie and Kyrie have a good enough team around them to get them into the top 10 of my rankings. Um, So those are my rankings. I'll just go through them really quick. Number one, Los Angeles Lakers. Number two, Milwaukee Bucks. Number three, Miami Heat. Number four, Los Angeles Clippers. Number five, Denver Nuggets. Number six, Dallas Mavericks. Number seven, Golden State Warriors. Number eight, Boston Celtics. Number nine, Toronto Raptors. And at the 10 spot is the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, That's all from me. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of the World of Sports podcast. Um, We talked about the NLCS and ALCS. Uh, I gave my NFL Week 6 predictions. And I revealed my way too early 2020-2021 NBA Power Rankings. Um, As always, be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at TWOS Podcast. And let me know uh, who you think uh, will be the top team in the NBA next season. Um, As always, my name is Diego Sandoval, signing off.